Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. Versus the World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! For Sunday, September 9th, the first real day of football, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Grail. I am Dexa. I'm Iolite. And I'm Gnomewise. And it might be 2012. It might be? Yes. What day is What did I say? You just said September the 9th. Well, I, I'm guessing our listenership can understand what year it is. Well, you got to be sure because what we missed several shows ago was our fifth anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're horrible that I way. I have faith our listeners know what year it is. Not when they're listening to this <laughs> 10 <laughs> years from now. <laughs> the whole purpose of that intro is to let people know early on that they may be listening to the wrong episode when they're listening to archives. I'm really... But you did good for the first I'm try there, kiddo. I'm really worried <laughs> if people are listening to this in 10 years. <laughs> like, li- literally has entertainment devolved that much <laughs> you underestimate the big deal that we are i guess you so. of all people i know i know yes I, it's pretty sad and you of all people should not be underestimating what a big deal we are that's exactly. true I, I don't know how to say mm. this but we are kind of a big we deal. are kind of a big deal so, so those of you listening in may have detected a slight difference to how the show has begun yeah that's more mainly came from Pax with one night of Gnome going, I have to run the whole show and nobody runs the whole show and me stupidly going, well, why don't you just tell somebody to run the show? And he goes, okay, well, next Sunday, run it. Went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, By the way, can anyone hear us? <laughs> just checking. <laughs> hello, hello. Is this thing on? Exactly. So wow. the one thing we're going to be definitely light on today is drop-ins because I have no idea how your menu is configured. So I'm sure we are in the tangent section. Which is at the very top of page one. Oh, okay. 
What page am I on? Oh, there we go. Look at that button. Tangents are kind of a big deal. There it goes. Tangents indeed are kind of a big deal. That's where we are. Grail's inaugural drop-in. I'm so (laughs) proud. I know. So He's all grown up. We got to start with our producer. They grow up so fast. In the IRC. Who? I know. Oh, That guy we've now... You know, now we know what he met. looks like for real. Stayed in the same house with, I heard. Did anyone notice well. that he's like um, <laughs> my height? We, we put him in a separate house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a dog with, house? With, with that guy from Show X. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> Not Ken. <laughs> <laughs> the interloper. No, the, the house that Daxa had scored for us that we were staying in turned out to be two houses. It was a main house mm-hmm. and a guest house. Um, really interesting setup. Very wee. Um, yeah. But, but big enough, certainly big enough for what we needed to get done. Absolutely. But definitely was a, a classic, kind of a historical monument kind of a house with the bathroom the side of a, of a thimble. <laughs> yeah, no um, kidding. Well, our bathroom was the side of a thimble. Did you see the one in the mini house? It was bigger, but it had the well, huge the free, was... freestanding cast iron bathtub with no sh- had a right. shower wand. Well, that's because that was that that's a lady type yeah. of house. <laughs> well, not a lady. <laughs> so... And that's where Wayne and Barry were. Wayne and Barry were exiled to the guest house. We're in the lady house. house. Uh, Wayne was up in the loft, like the girl from The Ring. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Only three horses died during our visit. But anyway. But no, one of the the educational moments of our trip to PAX was the realization that Barry really, really slouches on camera. A lot. Because that son bitch is tall. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look at me in the eye, tall. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty tall. You're not fooling anyone anymore there, Barry. Nope. Unless there was like Reginald like sneaking down through his pant legs and boosting him up with, you know, Ooh. beardness. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounded really wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's really like 5'3". <laughs> <laughs> but I'm 6'4 with the beard. The beard is just <laughs> elevates. Elevates. Makes everything it's better. It's a 13-inch beard. That's... Scary. Sure. Be very afraid. It's Reginald. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Speaking about Reginald. Barry White, save my life. All right. Yeah, poor uh, Wayne, man. He, he had to sleep up in the loft. And even though it was beautiful, oh, it, yeah. I mean, you where you were sleeping, there was all windows. So in the morning, really early in the morning, you would see the sun. <laughs> Come up. Cresting up <laughs> over the Seattle skyline. And you can see the Seattle skyline. But There's a reason why <laughs> every morning Wayne and I were up bright and early cooking breakfast for y'all, making the coffee, because we both had setups that greeted the sun in the morning. Yeah. Said, wake up time. So I can get my ass going to the minuscule shower. You know, use, use my, my index finger to scrub one shoulder, then the other, and the tip of my nose. And then, as, just literally, as you know, I would get dressed and walk out, and Wayne would be coming in the back door. Good morning. How you doing? And the coffee would go on, and, and we would begin the battle with the electric range. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That was, that was man on man, just like man versus fire. It was a two man job, yeah. too, because it was an electric range that had four burners. Yep. One did not work at One all. One did not work at all. The other three had two settings, off, off. and inferno. Nuclear. <laughs> like, you missed the first day when I tried to cook bacon on it, and mm-hmm. I turned on the big burner, and flame <laughs> shot <laughs> up, literally, from an electric burner. I was like, oh, oh my. <laughs> There's something you don't see every day. 
Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, we got you guys actually got a good system down to the point where we no longer scorched the bottom of the pans. Right. Well, and also they had these stainless steel. You know, if if you know Teflon is nonstick, then these were pans. Yes. Sure. Um, but Wayne had the great idea once we got to the store to get the Pam yeah. high temperature grilling spray. It was oh, yeah. actually, I think it was Thumbelina's call. Thumbelina's idea. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it was my idea. Ah. Thumbelina and I were actually discussing. Ah, got and it. And we said, the, you know, the chemistry of yeah, it. Yeah, chemistry <laughs> of it. And she actually, said, I invented Pam. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I invented right. fire, so whatever. I, I slept created, with Pam. I created reality. I'm like, where are you guys going with I this? I'm like, know. let's see how far we can take this. Anyway, so dated Pam in high school. Had the great idea to get the high temperature Pam, and also just it was a dance we would do with the eggs in the morning. Where they would go on the flame on the burner and go off for a rest, and on and off and on. <laughs> The bacon yeah. was exiled to the microwave. Yeah. Or, or the that, that was just a fire hazard is all that was. <laughs> just waiting for one spot of grease to leap on it. <laughs> well, after, after our first day, also, the house smelled like bacon for like two days. Which was which awesome. Which was great until the second day. There actually is such a thing as old bacon smell, which yeah. is not so no, good. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's like old onion smell. Yeah. yeah. Like, like onions and peppers, when they are cooking, cooking. Ooh, great. smell yeah. phenomenal. By the next afternoon, when you've passed the 24-hour mark, mm-hmm. and it's officially moved into old yeah. onions, Where's smell? the Mr. Clean? We need it's to banish like, this. No, this has to <laughs> we go We need to worship at the Shrine now. of Pine Sol. That's right. Well, so, other than the breakfast, I was actually impressed Wayne made it every day. I thought he was just going to fall to his death every single morning. <laughs> it was a wonderful loft. It was gorgeous. You had to be a gymnast to get in it. And the ladder was just these round steel rungs. That's fine if you're wearing shoes. Right. If you're going up this thing barefoot, that hurts like a mofo. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you had to shimmy out of it like you were, you know, coming out of a womb basically yes. every morning because there was no Sunrise possibility. Sunrise and birth every yeah. morning for Wayne. <laughs> so basically, you're telling me that you put him in a coffin each night? <laughs> uh, Wayne's a vampire. Yeah. We've outed him. There it is. Yep. Well, well he, he must be the reverse, reverse vampire, vampire there. He's a Twilight vampire. It is. We are in Seattle. Come on. <laughs> There's only one type of vampire there. It was remarkably sunny. We only had one overcast uh, day. That's That's been true for three years now with Max. Yeah, it's been wonderful um, this time of year. This is the window of just incredibly good weather consistently. Uh, I think we got some feedback from some of the locals there that, you know, kind of much of the way Arizona is always portrayed as the Wild West, like there is no civilization here right. in media. Seattle's portrayed as always raining. It rains a lot, but it actually does have these breaks of rain. So these, having these lived there nice yeah, for 10 months, mm-hmm. there's some truth to it. There are periods of the year where it's just pure. where they're literally they get to the 22nd day in a row of overcast mm-hmm. and they start talking on the news about the observable spike in suicides because around 20 days without seeing the sun is a typical breaking point for a lot of people's psyches oh yeah um so yeah we're there the, we are there the right time of year to enjoy seattle in all of its splendor mm-hmm. i live there the opposite part of the year so i was through an autumn and a winter <laughs> into a spring i didn't really get to enjoy a summer there so i got all the glooms that's that's my impression of oh, seattle okay. was the other half of the year gotcha but it was gorgeous yeah. and a good, great time, other than the sleep deprivation. Because we, of course, me 
getting there a day after I had intended. <clears throat> Can't read a calendar. <laughs> uh, thank you, Grail and Dax, for picking me up in the airport. <laughs> that was an adventure as well. And getting lost along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. It's like, go this way. Oh, by the way, everything's under construction, so you can't go that way. That's right. <laughs> GPS is not up to date. Yeah. I was like, I got no freaking idea. You're yeah. on your own. Yeah. I'm going to go have lunch. Um, Seattle's yeah. like the mob. It's easy to get in. It's hard it's to get hard out. It's hard yeah. to get out. <laughs> Everyone there was appreciating their freeway systems back in their home oh, yeah. cities every time we drove there. We, we each had a, a, a turn to drive. Luckily, my turn to drive came late in the visit, and you guys worked out most of the kinks of getting in and getting out. Oh. Right. Like, I, I had it easy. Um, but yeah, the I think the best analogy was when Grail came up with somebody you know, took a wall took a handful of sticky spaghetti, threw it at the wall, and said, there's our freeway system. And it's got multiple layers. So let me, a map is useless because it needs to be 3D because they have freeways there that are three layers deep. And, and the angles are retarded. If you loop back on your... I mean, we literally, to get back on the freeway from downtown, you spiraled around the entrance twice get to it. And like, wait a second, it just had us turn right three times. These directions cannot possibly be... Holy shit, there's the entrance. Uh, oh How did God. that happen? We couldn't... Know, uh, just just go with it. Just yeah. yeah. Now, there's a lot of, lot of stuff involved with driving and driving the ancient van that... Thousand-year-old van. Thousand-year-old van with thousand, a thousand-dollar deposit, deposit <laughs> which I had to stress a few times to... <laughs> old van, old the, van, old van. Thumbelina. Yeah, Thumbelina. <laughs> Who has, like, a lead foot. She, she drives, like, with authority. With, with a purpose. With authority. <laughs> there's you driving will respect happening. my thought, Ty. Yeah. There, there, yeah, there's no yeah. question driving is happening. No, yeah. <laughs> we, we are going somewhere <laughs> with purpose. <laughs> so... Yeah, the, my, my biggest challenge we were discussing yeah. before the show was the hitting the ground running on Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we eased you into it yeah, with a Triwizard drinking yeah, exactly. tournament. No, 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 no. We, we did ease into it. We went and we visited the Microsoft store. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Got my new HD camera. Right. Yes. Successfully was a responsible adult and put the Xbox back. Yeah. Much, much to your chagrin. We were, like, we were so sad. Why were you rooting for me so hard? I almost what? cried. I know. It was the saddest day. <laughs> Why do I need to have an Xbox? I have the other two major consoles. Because you can play with us with an Xbox. there's games. I can play with you with my PC. No. No. We don't play the PC as much. <laughs> You're it's broken. Difficult. You're very strange people. Yeah. Um, but got my nice new studio cam, which hopefully you guys will see me breaking in yeah. sometime. A couple, I'm saying a month or two from now. I've got, as you guys noticed when you walked in the door, a small amount of paperwork <laughs> I need to get done in my um, real life before I can oh. indulge my hobby too closely. Yeah, no, I am... Because I'm doing my best to actually clear time for him and shelter him mm. from the children so he can get this paperwork done. No small undertaking. It mm. is a huge, huge endeavor. So while you guys were out, um, I was very jealous of TriWizard. I loved the pictures. Oh, <laughs> Phenomenal. There's video. Um, yes, yes. I have not actually delved too far into the actual PAX trip or visit because I do not to be struck you, you dead by jealousy. You don't need to see the video. Um, you totally need to see the you video. You totally do not need you to totally see the video. You totally need to see the video. <laughs> Possibly now. Why? <laughs> Just go, those of you listening at home, when the show is over, go to the front page of vtwproductions.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's our cluster of social media icons. One of them is a YouTube uh, icon. That goes to our only utilized recently YouTube channel on which you will find some rough video from the 
evening out with yeah. the Triwizard Tournament. Those of you listening, you don't need to go see you the You totally video. need to go right now. <laughs> I'm going right now. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Daxa. Yeah. <laughs> Do not record me too late. Yeah, I mean, we have a ton of content out there, both in the raw videos. We also have a lot of audio that was recorded under the Alpha Geek tag. So Correct. look for under there, and you can hear a bunch of our interviews, plus our wrap-up show, which I think really details. It clocked in at a little over three hours. Yeah. We, I was awake for some of it. Yeah. Like 15 minutes of it. Yeah, I got, it, I got you guys on the air, okay? I did my part. Fired it up. <laughs> and Wayne had to step in and take over. Yep. Thank you, Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, we a lot of us had, you know, definite impressions. It was it was one of those things where I'm already like Monday morning when we went to the airport, the post pax depression definitely hit me. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was, I was just so like sad. I can't believe it's over. I'm, I have to go back to my real, real life. life. Yeah. <laughs> So the only thing that's kind of carrying me through is the fact that it'll be four days next year. Yes. Yeah. So that Monday, I'll be at PAX still, which is really awesome. Yeah, well, you won't just be wrapping up to go home. You'll nope. be still attending. i still be at PAX. Well, and we ended our day on Sunday. It was such a great day because we went to the media Q&A. Mm. That was a great day to, way to start the day. Which was a great day. Because freaking Jerry followed us out. Said, hey, guys, you're talking about me? Let's. Yeah. Well, first of all, he, he looked mad. Did you see? Because we were... Okay, so during <laughs> this... I have, post, I have posted it. Yes. Right. During this Q&A, which is posted, you should totally listen to it. They are so interesting. Um, they really eat their microphones, so it's not my have, fault that they sound like this. They do. They, they do really <laughs> eat their microphones. And all the people asking questions sound like this because they didn't give us a microphone. Right. Well, they gave us the microphone. Nobody used it because there's only about 15 to 20 people in the room. Oh, I didn't even realize there was a mic. Oh, I, I was standing right in the middle. <laughs> nobody got up. Oh, yeah. It was right next to me. Herp yeah. derp derp derp. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, um, there was a discussion about an event that happened two years ago, which was blown over, done with. It was a really hard event for Jerry um, and Gabe, and someone brought it up, and they were a little upset about it, and it finished. They're like, didn't we already yeah. finish yeah. talking about this two years ago? Two years ago? Why are you insisting on bringing this back up again? drained all the energy out of the room. Oh, and we had such great energy in that room until then. It was horrible. Mm. She, like, killed it. It, so, it was really hey, obvious, hey. obvious to me that she needed to be a serious journalist and not have this be merely a love fest, and this is my chance to ask the hard questions. Like, screw you, go to a different the convention. The hard old questions. Right. right. Ask right. hard new questions. Right. I think they wouldn't have mind, minded hard new questions. So, well, I just want to say, though. Something that's over. I'm a little bit of a big deal here. I jumped on that grenade and asked the next question right after you she got right, done yeah. and brought it brought back it right into back. brought yes. it back into something a little lighter. Bring brought it back. It back. In. We're bringing it back. Right. We're bringing it back. That's my voice you hear. I so afterwards, we were all standing this. outside and saying, you know, what but a great, what a great um, well, panel it was. And Gwen was not aware of, of was, what had was happened asking two us years what ago. The, and we're t- just filling him in on, well, here's what the ridiculousness was two years ago. And up walks Jerry. And he goes, and he was he sounded a little upset because I mean, I you this was an upsetting time for him back then so he comes up and he goes were you talking about me and i'm like actually we were we were just saying and then we all start talking to him and he hangs out with us for like five minutes kind of talking it out he was pretty relaxed he was pretty cool at that point he's just like yeah it's just silly i can't believe we're still talking about was kind of his reaction at that point but in the q a you can hear it in his voice yeah like ooh, yeah this is not if you listen to you'll hear him say he wrapped it up with are we done now yeah are we done now yeah okay we're done 
And, and then Grail goes, oh, so children. Let's talk children. Yeah. Children <laughs> Let's talk about the kids. <laughs> <laughs> let's make sure we get back over to child's play. Yeah. Come on. Let's bring the kids back up. Let's bring everybody's yeah. feeling of love exactly. back into the room. Bring it back. Bring it back. Back, back from the evil. Back from the so. evil. But yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, that I think we, and you can hear all of our, our views. That, that for me was always, last year I was the only one that went. Yes. Because you guys went to the all-girl meetup. Um, so this year we all got to attend this. And I think from now on, anybody going to PAX will make it a point. We should. To drag absolutely. butt up on Sunday morning and yep. get over there. To, yeah, to I to definitely will too. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to next year because hopefully every hopefully both of us will be able to go but I also know that it's my year <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going no matter what well, yes right. I know that I'm in no matter what yeah. yes because I heard there was a media pass waiting for me and I was like yeah that's oh, yeah but you know and after after all their hoo-hahs about limiting us to five mm-hmm. uh, they wound up giving us seven yeah well, and I think it's because they understood. You know, after you talked to them, they understood that, hey, we probably should have told them it. there was a limit before we handed well, out the passes. If you listen to the mm-hmm. Q&A, that yeah. was a great section where they said, oh, God, that makes total sense. Yeah. No, so it was a great <laughs> section because also Noma is the one that brought it up. Yeah. And they were like, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I think so. Thank yeah, you very yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> that would be why I mentioned it. I'm just it. picking a section at random here. No, but just, <laughs> but just the fact that they listened and they left like, oh, God, we didn't even think about that. And right. he turned to his staff members and said, are you writing that, that down? down. Yeah. Yes. So I'm hoping next year or next PAX, you know, PAX East, they complete the media registration thing before they open up general yeah. admissions so we all know because what they realized and I hadn't even thought about it from this angle before is a lot of media outlets said oh crap we don't know if we're going to get them we're going to buy badges right Right. removing badges More. from the pool of public for regular badges. attendees exactly like, oh we shut ourselves in the foot yeah. we made it even harder Okay, we'll, we'll reverse it. And it even step. harder for regular attendees to right. get in because we increased the competition when we didn't have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, 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 it's, well, I'm really glad you made the suggestion. And mm-hmm. I have to admit, I'm really pleased that they took it that way because sometimes people will, they don't show you that they thought it was a good idea. They write it down and well, secretly thought it was a really good idea, but they don't acknowledge that, oh, I really like that. Thank you so much for your feedback. And it makes you feel validated and makes, you know, it makes people willing to offer more. Yeah. So instead of being just the, I'm going to bitch about it, they feel like they have a, a people to talk to. No. Yeah. And they, this is why I think PAX is the best one, the best con ever. They always take great suggestions. In fact, even the videotaping was like, if you guys could videotape, you know, Mm -hmm. there's kind of a guerrilla effort out there to videotape these panels because we don't have the structure to do it right. The infrastructure to do it right now because they're, you know, God, internet was horrible. I think they 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 acknowledged that was one of their biggest stumbling blocks was just the amount of capacity they had. They also acknowledged the fact that they don't have a back end infrastructure really to house it. So they don't. They I'm sure if you're gonna if they want to sponsor something, say you guys, whoever it may be, are going to provide all our media content from PAX. They want to have a really well done slick interface for people to get to that content. Right. Which they just don't have right now. Well, I had the conversation with Jerry right after the. Um panel had ended and tried to readjust his expectation of because he wants he was always thinking live stream live stream live stream and something i've learned from doing the ted conferences that's not how you have to do it right right you can record it and then immediately upload it somewhere else Mm -hmm. so you do a sneaker net to a nearby pipe to the outside world and people are totally happy having it 20 minutes after it was live 
especially when there's more content going on simultaneously that anyone could watch, they're going to pick and choose what they want to watch anyway. Right. So as long as you start populating your back end with panels shortly after they happen, people are going to be really happy that and it's like, dude, that makes total that sense. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who does this for them? It's like, uh, I don't know. I'll give you a phone number. If I can me? Then you answer me. <laughs> we don't have that kind of. No, capacity. but I'm saying you do. You do all the volunteer work for Ted, so you could actually. I can hook them up with someone who, do, who does this right, for right. a living. When that's my plan. I know. Um, well, and I mean, if they want, you know, maybe they want to volunteer the UAT students. I got to them permission already. Come on up and do the. Recording for them. They can do. Way ahead of you. Do <laughs> ahead of you. Already got yeah. them to say yes. This is a matter of if you guys are interested in doing it. This is no small undertaking. No. The, the entire PAX conference. You could do as little or as much as you want. I'll have they, to. I'll, I'll, I will have to talk to my people about that. <laughs> my peeps. Have your people talk to my <laughs> and people and see what my people say. I suspect. Paul's been briefed. I suspect that my people will be a little happy. A little enthused. A little enthused about that. <laughs> Although I will say that um, I understood that. Uh, our professor Denegris had a really good conversation with Bioware. Yes, he was up there. I got to be present for that. He was uh, up there to talk about. He actually participated in the panel. He and was one of his students talking about the Red Sand Mass Effect fan film, along with other fan film creators. And it was really right. an, an interesting panel um, about the motivations and the challenges of doing a good fan film. Fan film, yeah. But also, he was there to go talk to the Bioware guys, and he had his major fanboy moment when he learned their major response was, is it ready to be released yet? Because we've been passing this trailer around the shop and we, you know, is it ready? Can we, can we get a preview? Awesome. <laughs> like, they're fans. Bioware is fans of my film. <laughs> then his head exploded. <laughs> we walked away from the meeting and his comment was, well, that could not have gone better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good one, Paul. Yeah. Nice. I Congratulations. We all, I, we all had a moment like that at PAX mm -hmm. where we were just Oh, like, yeah. Jordan Weissman was yes! mine and Dax's like, oh, my God, I'm with the person that made Shadowrun. <laughs> <laughs> and he's hugging me cool. in a picture. And he's talking to me seriously about other things. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. That was cool. So exciting. Yeah, they're almost done. They were they're doing the forty eight hour push this weekend to, wrap up. to do yeah. the final wrap up on Red Sand. Well, we'll definitely and let you guys so know when it goes up, and it's gonna, it, it is, looks freaking awesome. It it should be really. If you're in the Mass Effect at all, freaking amazing. That was an interesting thing that that came up in the discussion panel was most of the really good fan films do their best to not exist inside the timeline of any of their properties. Right. So yeah. these guys very deliberately chose to do a prequel. Right. That so that they can have more freedom to do what they want while still staying in line with the, with established canon. It was fun. Mm -hmm. I think if you're going to do a fan film, you love the source material. You don't so want to mess, mess with it, right? Or you don't want to you know cause a conflict there. So before we go to break, though, we got to talk about our call-in topic. Yes, because we are going to have call-in topics. Yeah, damn skippy. I'm going to yeah, control we, who we, calls in though. We yeah. have a call-in topic. Yes. Sorry, Barry. For today, yeah, Barry, you're out. Sorry, dude. So girls, girls got the keyboard. Sorry, man. Call-in topic is free-to-play games, good or bad? Good or evil? Especially evil. with the like we were talking before the show, the presence of uh, Riot Games with League of Legends. Right. All right. Yeah, I believe that's right. Either that's way, right. 
League of Legends, the presence they had at PAX was unbelievable. And some of the stories around them, them being kind of the epitome of free-to-play success because they are rolling in the dough. And there's still, there's many, many options out there. So warm up your Skype. We will talk about our answers within the next segment or two. And then segment four, you guys can call in and let us know what you think of free-to-play gaming. Booyah. With that, you've been listening to Casually Hardcore. I'm going to try to not break the show and actually switch over to the break. It can happen. We'll be back after some double clicks. Who I recorded in concert at PAX. Booyah. Booyah. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. the shiniest of hair and he walked into the room with an authoritative air his carefully shaped eyebrows so severe you could barely even tell where the prosthetics met his ears I fell in love with a Spock impersonator from his ears down to his phaser and his sweet communicator I thought my search for love was at an end But being highly logical did not make him a very good boyfriend. Next day, when I first saw his furrowed brow, I knew the ideal man had come and found me somehow. I mean, what else could I think? When he looked me in the eye and told me, Prune juice is a warrior's drink. I fell in love with a wharf impersonator. From his forehead to his baldric and his badge communicator. I thought my search for love was at an end. But being strong and angry did not make him a very good boyfriend. Oh, why did I come to this con? This day has been... <laughs> Are we ready to behave? Oh, why did I come to this con? This day has been nothing but a roller coaster of emotion. I don't have the time or money to wait in line to see Leonard Nimoy. But look over there, what an interesting boy. I fell in love with a Q in person.
which seemed like a bad idea even 30 minutes later I thought my search for love was at an end but he transported me to another dimension and played psychological games with me and my friends this is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots and you're listening to Versus the World Radio I hope you have a drink handy Geeks in a Gaming World. And we return with gaming. I was really enthused Ooh. for gaming now. Not that you I'm think? not always enthused for gaming, but PAX always makes me really enthused for gaming. Oh, yeah. So enthused that I went and immediately bought a game that I saw at PAX. Which one? Which was Mark of the Ninja on Xbox Live Arcade. Mm -hmm. It came out uh, just this past Friday. And it is so good. It is a throwback to the days of like Shinobi. Oh wow! And that type, except it's really much a little bit more stealth based. So you have to do, but it's a two D platformer. So it's a side scroller. But it's a side scroller. But you do all these crazy moves. You have to hide in shadows, and you come behind people and assassinate them, and you get all these ninja tools, and it has the whole upgrade thing and everything. But it is really well done. And then interspaced between the actual gameplay is comic book quality cutscenes. Uh, just animated that look great. Uh, nice. It is an awesome, awesome game. It's only, I want to say like 1,600 points or so or, or about that. What it, and it yeah, roughly becomes 15 bucks is what it costs. So if you have an Xbox, <clears throat> maybe you could partake in one. <laughs> just Someone saying. could buy me one. Just you never saying. know. Just, just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just well, saying. let's... Responsible let's, adult. Right let's here. get through that refi on our house yeah. first. Yeah, uh, details. That will help right. us a lot if we can get Priorities, through that. Priorities, you know? That yeah. Would be nice. roof, a roof to go over the Xbox, you know? A house, <laughs> a, a house to keep it in? A house to keep the Xbox in, yes. <laughs> you get the Xbox first, then you build around. Right. No, like no, bat no, for no. hat, you know? we got to get that, you know... Hat for bat. Hat for bat. Hat for yes. bat. So, yeah, that was that a really good purchase, I would say. So, just anybody buying it i played it maybe a couple hours yesterday so yeah got a few through a few levels while i was playing that however daxo was playing something else yes i was playing episode three of the walking dead oh <laughs> i wanted to hear about that oh it's so good um oh. except i was playing it during the day and my tv was really dark so at one point i couldn't see who i was targeting which was annoying um but that just had to do with my t setup and not actually anything that telltale fault. games had to do but right it was just the glare on your yeah. tv during oh, the day and things like that. my gosh it's great the story continues it's amazing clementine is so cute and just Wow. Do you know, remember, I don't know if you guys read the Game of Thrones. You guys did too also, right? The books? Uh -huh. Okay. Remember when you would go into, um, you'd be reading and then he would kill someone off and it felt like they punched you in the gut? Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. That feeling. Yeah. You had that. Okay. Yeah. I know that feel, bro. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, don't, I don't think we've talked about it all about the story because it's, it's episodic and there's five episodes. This is only the third one. So at some point we shall start spoiling the story, but it will not be today. It will not be today, only because the the third episode's only been out for just a tiny bit. Yeah. And what do we say when the god of spoilers comes? Not today. Not, not today. today. Not today. However, they also are releasing it for iOS. They've released yes. episode one and two for iOS, which is kind of cool. I haven't tried it on iOS yet, but 
Grail's doing um, doing do. it on the PC. I'm doing it on the Xbox. Yeah, I got the Steam season pass, so it just magically appears on my computer and says, hey, it is time to play a new episode. And I go, okay, Steam, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the reminder, Steam. Thank you. It's <laughs> already, thank you, it's, God. Thanks, yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> but for those of you who like story, which I love in my games, is a really, really good and compelling story. It's a great game. I highly suggest you pick it up. I highly suggest picking one up. Yeah, if you have the yes. means, I highly <laughs> recommend picking, picking one, one up. up. Yes. Yeah, it's, I mean, right now, and I, I even told the folks there, so far, and there's a lot of great games coming out between now and the end of the year. Right now, it's still my game of the year, without a doubt. The story is that yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. Still, yeah. It's oh, still I'm just getting ready for the new episodes yeah. on yeah. television <laughs> coming in October. <laughs> Come well, on, if, man. If you like that, I'm get I'm the like, game. Get, oh, gosh. <laughs> It's like five I'm bucks like, an episode or something. You can be our iOS guinea pig. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you can you do can it that be way. Our iOS guinea pig. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. I will do that. I have no problem with that. So, yeah, that was... Excited, oh. excited. And it's one of those <laughs> ones, like again, it. where I got up. Uh, Dax was going to go work out in the morning. I kind of woke up when she did. I'm like, oh, let me go over my computer. Oh, yeah, I got Walking Dead. Two and a half hours later, I'm like, okay, done with that episode. <laughs> I mean, there is no like walking away when you start playing. You finish the episode. Be aware that you are going to finish the episode. Uh, I okay. don't know. Going into it, I'll have to see how you, how you handle it because you'll have multiple episodes queued up. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I play just an episode at a time. Bite-sized pieces. Yeah. I don't know if I could walk away if I knew that it could you'd, continue. You'd be losing a day. Yeah. Like, no. No. No, you go willingly. Yes. No. More. Yes, more. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me again. Don't. Stop. Yeah. Don't. Stop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. Oh, so in our continuing series of lots of cool stuff coming out, XCOM has finally started showing some shots. They showed this a little bit at PAX, mm-hmm. though I was most surprised because I really kept thinking XCOM was going to be PC only. I really didn't know there was a console version coming mm-hmm. out, and at PAX, all they were really demoing was, PCs. was no Consoles. Xbox. Well, console Xbox. I played it on the Xbox, oh. and I was pleasantly surprised at how well it played. For it being a tactical turn-based Which game. usually doesn't adapt to that kind of controller no, very well. But it, it handled it. It did really well. Yeah, it handled really well. So they started showing, though, a lot of their screens uh, for the PC version, some of the differences. Obviously, graphics are going to be uh, a step above because just the, the hardware Stuff and has moved on, yeah. yeah. It's just better. Uh, they also, though, finally came out and detailed what their pre-order bonuses were going to be, which there was some angst over that at the beginning Saw of the that. week. Saw that. That they basically were doing the pre-order. We swear we're going to give you cool stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. But not exactly telling you what that was. So it was like pre-order and hope for the best. Uh, now they've come out and detailed that they've already hit the base level for the computer pre-order. Of it being this bonus pack that gives you a template that looks like the original XCOM soldier. You get some color palettes and some armor detail and the ability to, to really customize your guy. And that's already been hit on Steam. The second level adds some stuff for Team Fortress 2, some XCOM-related gear. And then the third level, if they hit it, if you pre-order on Steam, you get a free copy of Civilization V, which doesn't suck. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's already a pretty good game. If you have it, you can gift it to somebody. So if it's something you are interested in, I think it's definitely worth worth a pre-order. Playing it at PAX, it's it's definitely worth my pre-order, that's for sure. Absolutely. That was really cool stuff. And that's in uh, two, three weeks. That's in October. Right now, the so yeah, two, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. the <laughs> big well, the big one right now, right around the corner, is uh, nine days now until Borderlands Two. Yes, which ah. is like, oh my god. And then, how long till Mech Warrior? 
Online. MechWarrior uh, Online, they have not announced yet. Right. They just oh, Okay, so the closed beta is running. Well, but. It was, yeah, it was interesting because they actually just came out and sent an email out saying, hey, by the way, we're wiping everybody's stats, everything, everything basically, except for your friends list. We're going to wipe it all, which usually means, okay, we must be approaching lunchtime. Right. And now they still, their last update was basically, we're... We'll let you know when it's ready. We're staying in closed beta right now. The Founders program is still available. So if you want to pre-order, you can buy. You can get instant access now into the closed beta. If you buy the $60 version, you get a Founders mech chassis to play with. Right. Uh, from my friends that are in it that were trying to convince me heavily last night to get into it. Join uh, us. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Join I just want to tell Join you about us. this cool configuration of an awesome that we're just rolling people with. And we thought, you know, we're doing pretty good with two of us. How would it be to have three, three of, of us. us? Not that we're saying you That's need to six buy six rifles. Yeah. Is what that is. Apparently, it's medium lasers is the rage right now. Um. But yeah, so you can get in, and uh, from their recommendation and some other people I talked to, if you do do a founder's mech, Atlas. Because <laughs> if you yeah. do the one where you have to pick one mech, right? Pick an Atlas. So I've seen differing opinions between the Atlas and the Awesome. Well, no, the founder mech you can only pick from an Atlas, a Jenner, a Catapult, and a Hunchback. Sure. So from those four, he basically the their response was go with a heavier mech, unless you really feel confident as a Jenner pilot, because apparently those can do really well, but you really have to play it because you have to constantly be. You're on the never. Move. Yeah. You're never stationary. Yeah, you have to move and just keep moving, and then you can become a, a bit of a threat, which is cool. I mean, it's good that light mechs have a place in the game. Oh yeah, it just it just takes you forever in a day to plink down. You know, a heavy mech. Yeah, you're basically targeting things and, and creating Link. locks. And yeah, the small See, I just want to get the catapult with just festooned with LRMs and poke my head up over a hill. Hello. <laughs> and then before they, the missiles arrive, I'm already gone. Yeah. I will be that asshole sniper in this game. That's funny. It's, I've heard people trying to do that. However, the, the issue they run into is ammo. Yeah. Because you can fire LRMs off like you know, every pull of the trigger, you're firing volleys. And yeah. it's like, boom, 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 Okay, that's it. Now I'm out of ammo. Now it's time to go with the little laser. Mm-hmm. You know, run into somebody, hope you can kamikaze him. You have been messing with uh, extended range uh, lasers. Right. Um, heat issues with that. But yeah. I mean, the, the nice thing about this is it has the full mech lab. Does it have ER lasers in it? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I know it's they're, they're starting at 3049, which is right on the cusp of a clan invasion. There's pulse lasers so, in there. Yeah. At least in the beta as it is now. It would be pulse Star lasers League. at extended range. Okay. So it's um, Star League level gear. Yep. Which is pretty good. So they've got you know streak missiles. Mm-hmm. They've got the standard SRM, LRMs, uh, Gauss rifles, PPGs. Um, or PPCs rather, basically all the classics, and then a few of the. Uh, I've just started experimenting with the extended range energy weapons just because of the ammo issue, and so just to be the asshole sniper, except for I'm plinking you with a large laser. So you're actually in the beta? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were in the beta. Well, talk about the beta. <laughs> I believe I am. All right, right now. <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't know you were in it. Cool. That's uh, no. amazing. I came, I came away from PAX and said, here's my $30. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you just went with the base level. I am a All founder, right. and I am in there, and I've, I literally dusted off my Sidewinder force feedback. Oh, chair. yeah. I oh, got that wow. in the closet. And got it out, and off we went. Mm. And it's you know everything you remember about okay. MechWarrior. Um the online, I mean, the, the rig I'm playing on is not the greatest. It's, you know, the gaming rig I, I built from scraps, but plays acceptably well. 
Um, it's obviously beta. You know, they're working on uh, networking code. Sure. And game balance. Because right now, heavy mechs are king. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a dedicated light mech pilot um, who basically does the run in circles constantly. Right. And, you know, get out of range before they can touch you. And believe me, a well-piloted Jenner is annoying as hell. Yeah. Because uh, they will plink you to death and you can never lay a finger on them. Um, that I've only really sat down three times to play it, so I've, I've got no practice time in whatsoever. But I can see myself dedicating time to this game because it is... You can tweak your mech. It is going to have its own economy where right. you can you go and you spend money on repairs. You have to buy enhancements. And it will be all about building your mech to your tastes um, and then adapting your play style to whatever mech you're in. So I can really see finding my favorite mech, finding my favorite build, and getting good at playing that particular build. Oh, for sure. Whatever that play style may be. And that's, you know, the beta is not a bad time to do that because you have essentially unlimited funds and no harm, no foul to experiment with. Right, right, right. So MechWarrior Online, if you're, if you're a Battletech fan at all and you remember playing MechWarrior 2, 3, 4, or Mech Assault, um, the less it's it's not as arcadey as Mech Assault. Um, yeah, that was really arcadey. Yeah, for sure. This is this is more like Mech Warrior Three. Okay, um, is is what it most strongly reminds me of. Good. Um, much fun to be had, and you can get beta access now and a copy of the game when it when it ships. Yeah, very ready cool. to go, and you get some bonuses as well for your currency in the game because yep. it's going to be a microtransaction, which harkens back towards our topic of the topic. Week. So, free to play, good or bad? Good or evil. Yeah. All right. Do you, we want us to comment yeah, here. Yeah. You're Go at ahead. the point. All right. Somebody well, I probably up. have the least developed opinion, so I'll go first. Okay. And then you guys can all like oh, add and tear. I think to differ. Do the whole. <laughs> I probably have the least developed um, <laughs> So, you know, I've, I've, we've seen it in World of Warcraft, we've seen them move to free to play. Um, we've Are seen, they fully free to play? No, no, not fully. Okay. Only up to level twenty. Right. So right. it's it's. I still consider that kind of the freemium model, yeah, where I they give you like they, they start. Yeah, right. you're playing your first twenty, but you can still yeah. go in and do every intro zone. You can go in and do every race. You can go in and really see what things have have gone on. Um, but what I see in this is the 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 real challenge is a how are they going to keep things interesting. We're starting to see the downloadable content or what can I get for $15 a month if I'm playing Guild Wars 2, which is coming up in the, the um, I think it's actually in this segment, what $15 a month buys in Guild Wars yeah. 2. Oh, yes. I was looking at that. So you start seeing, well, how, how would I, if I'm going to put subscription equivalency money in, how does it change the game for me? Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't see... I just don't see the the validity of free to play at this point. I don't see, you know, other than going through and how else am I going to I don't see how they'd be able to really maintain validity the game for over you the time. or validity for the company. Validity for the company. Okay. Um, the validity from great, give me free to play, sure, <laughs> especially if it's a good game and I enjoy strong stories and things mm-hmm. like that. My problem is what are the side effects of that in the community? Right? So how is the community itself going to make the equitable exchange of goods and services at that point in time. So I look at it as a um, changing model and what's going to happen in the gaming industry as a result if that model becomes really prevalent. Okay. 
So I don't, so, I just, I don't think it's, I don't actually, I don't think they've established whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I haven't liked it so far. Okay. So you haven't liked it from the stance that you don't think it's going to last. I just don't think that, I think that the side effects of what's going to come up are actually okay. going to degrade the experience for the user. Okay. That's what I think is going to happen. All right. Dexa. Um, I don't think I've played anything free to play. So I'm not sure on that. Um, I know that for 15 bucks a month or whatever, I get really good content and really good story. Um, I am curious to play Guild Wars 2 so I can see how the free-to-play model works. Well, that's not actually free-to-play either because you do spend the 50 bucks for the game. Right. Well, yeah, but I don't know if... It's just not a monthly fee yet. That's right. right. Okay, and that's kind of what you, I consider You still free can't play yeah. without ponying up Right, money. 50 right, bucks, right. which I think is fine. Right. But um, I just, I, I think that we might run into the same. I have concerns. I don't think I'm going to get the story. I don't think I'm going to get the content that I want on free-to-play. Because if they're making their money out of microtransactions, and these microtransactions are not going to affect the game as much. So what they want to do is they want to give the, the players a really good gameplay experience where microtransactions are a bonus and not a necessity. So that means microtransactions are probably going to be like, die lots or cute outfits or non-combat pets or things like that and does that really affect my gameplay and do i really need to buy that no which means how many sales are they going to make and how much money are they going to have to continue this content and that's and that's that makes it either unviable you can't maintain it right. over time or they have to make the content intrusive enough Exactly. That it is something that creates a call to action, to use a marketing term, that creates mm -hmm. a... That you uh, have to That buy. you have to respond to in some way. So either it's interrupting your gameplay or you've spent the money and it's not interrupting your gameplay anymore and it's not disturbing you and it's not... Or it's going to make such a difference in play that you become overwhelming to people who haven't engaged in it. Exactly. In which case, it also disturbs the gameplay. So I just don't see it as maintainable. I mean, those are the ones that I see. Okay. But like I said, I'm curious to see it. And Guild Wars 2, even though it's not free to play, but it, as a monthly subscription, you still have to buy the game. Yes. It could be that I just don't understand fully how it works. Exactly. Okay. No. Money is money. Money is money. These companies don't care how the money gets there. And what they've been discovering is the money gets there with micropayments and free-to-play the same way it does with the subscription model. That's why these games still exist. Dungeons & Dragons Online, going strong. Sure. Lord of the Rings Online, going strong. Both started as not free-to-play, moved to free-to-play. And they mm -hmm. persist. Now, I think your concern, Daxa and Io, is are they getting enough money for them to continue to maintain levels of quality? That would engage the player and maintain a strong community. And I would direct your attention to Guild Wars 1, which had strong story development, which is one of the things that was hailed greatest about through its development, and it always had the model of pay us once for it and never pay us again. Right. So there is evidence that the micropayment model works just as well on the accountant's spreadsheet as the monthly uh, subscription fee. I know the companies would prefer the subscription fee because it's more predictable, but they've all, I mean, when was the last time an MMO has closed down in recent memory? Um, well, we see that City of Heroes is on the verge. Um, how long is it 
Oh, it was a long, long game. Did it ever? Did it switch to free to play? I don't remember. I, think I it know. Did. I no, think it did. I don't know. I know. I get like emails saying, "Come back for this weekend, like, right. free to play weekend." I, mean, I don't like, know if it like ever eight, switched. And that's like yeah. it's like eight years old now, right? Viper Thrall Galaxies, Star Wars Galaxies was probably the most recent, recent biggest closed down. down. I'm sure other ones, smaller ones, had. And that one was part of their decision for shutting it down was Old Republic was coming. right, right. And they wanted to clear the space for yeah. it to mm-hmm. pretend galaxies only never happened. One there Star can be Wars. only one. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been seeing, and, and Old Republic is the most one of the most recent to do the transition. I think this month or next month to the free to play mm-hmm. model. So it's not so bad for them that they're shutting them down. They have enough money coming in to keep the servers up to keep the expansion packs coming. So there's enough mm-hmm. money flowing into the spreadsheet for the company to persist and to, to look at it as a winning proposition. Hell, Ultima Online yeah. is still going. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, in, when I understand that they have enough money to continue going, but do they have enough money to continue my interest? For example, I played Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Right. I right. played D, uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And... It just didn't grab it. But I mean, funny. And you enough, played them while they were still subscription. While they were paid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so was it really the money or was it just the company? Just the, the game. Did you just I lose think it's the, just the game. Yeah, you just lost interest in the game. So mm-hmm. is, it, you know, is it the payment model's fault or is it the, the developer's fault in that case? Well, I think that it's an interesting discussion, especially because I know Doc Dead or Wayne is, is chomping at the bit because this is his... <laughs> realm but you know it's interesting to see that people have really vastly different ideas of what free to play is which means that free to play i think maybe not has not done a great job of communicating exactly what it is to the masses if uh iolite looks at it as like wow is free to play and Jaxus looks at greed, greed uh, as Guild Wars 2 as free to play. Mm-hmm. And really, for me, the first time I experienced free to play was playing Mafia Wars and Facebook. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Because right. I didn't have to pay a dime. Yep. I went in there and I did the stupid energy thing and I was addicted as hell for like three weeks. And then I realized this is silly. But it was one of those that I could buy into it if I wanted to. And well, having, then, having just built that gaming rig, right. I had the experience of what games can I get on this machine for no money? Right. So I can tell you the you know the list was Old Republic in sure. preparation for it being free to play. Sure. Uh, DC Universe Online, Ultima Online. Um, there was a beta of StarCraft II that was running at the time, so I got that on there. Um, Dungeons and Dragons Online, Lord of the Rings Online. Basically, I went down the list and found all the ones where you can go from wanting to play the game to playing the game without your credit card number ever being involved. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what free to play is. Okay. Even from, if it's free to try. Right. Like, because you did, I think you did Diablo that way, right? Diablo 3. And then later I did do Diablo 3. So the free to tries go right in there because I I went from zero to playing with no money changing hands. Now I can only go so far in the game. And that's where I put my line is I don't think something's free to play if they have a barrier that says, okay, now you have to pay. You must pay to continue. Well, they said you can continue playing, you just can't advance your character anymore. Right. Because, I mean, looking at a game like League of Legends, you can play that completely free and you can go as far as you can go. If you want to throw money at it, which apparently a lot of people do, then and, and, well. that, and then you get into the argument of pay to win, 
which is a which yeah. is the evil yeah. part that's of a whole free to play. Other call okay. That's a whole different topic, but it it, it definitely goes <laughs> hand in hand. It extends beyond games. Yes, yes. it does. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh my god. So I think, and I mean, what? the first time I really heard about microtransactions was in the Korean game markets, with a lot of their MMOs were really based on that lineage. Lineage, and they uh, and now you're seeing that pop up over here. My biggest thing is because my first experience was Facebook and those type of gaming. Mm-hmm. When somebody tells me it's free Which to you play, would call a casual game. I immediately have just a negative reaction. Facebook. It's not. It's not that the game's bad. I mean, I'm definitely interested in Mech Warrior Tactics, which is going to be free to play. And everything they showed me said this looks really cool, and I'm going to definitely do it. But it's really hard for me to, when somebody tells me this is a free to play game for me not to have that initial bad reaction. Your, your Zynga gorge rises yeah. to the back of your throat. And that's, oh, I got some Zynga yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. And it's nothing against the game. It's just that's my that's the way I react to a free to play. Because that was your game. first exposure. Because that was my first exposure. So I think. They have to sell it a little more to me to get me over that initial like I'd rather just give them money at the start or set up a monthly fee or do something. You know, Guild Wars Two. I felt like okay, I've given you my my fifty bucks. So yeah, if you have microtransactions in the game, great. That's cool. I'll I'll maybe use them. Maybe I won't. And I thought there was there's a great article we really don't have time to get into, which kind of shows mm-hmm. if you were to spend 15 bucks a month, here's all the stuff you could actually get. Which we are, will include it in the show notes and Barry yeah. can mm-hmm. link it. Which is really which is a, a neat uh, outlook on it. But free to play is you know here to stay. Because I mean, you see, look at a website like GameStop uh, Spot that every week shows you here's all the games you can play right now for free. Some of them there are demos. Sometimes they they aren't the the true free to play, but it's definitely a model that a lot of companies are, are using. With that, great, to great effect. we are at our next break. Booyah. Coming up next will be Research Chaos ah! and all the good stuff that comes along with it. So you're listening to Casually Hardcore, and we'll be right back. We have mini bosses, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, Body blow, body blow. Boom. Knock him out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's next. <laughs> That's a preview of the next one. <laughs> next up is Code Monkey. Code Monkey. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Code Monkey, get up, get coffee. Code Monkey, go to job. Code Monkey, have boring meeting with boring manager Rob. Rob say Code Monkey, very diligent, but his output stink. His code not functional or elegant. What do Code Monkey think? Code Monkey think maybe manager wanna write goddamn login page himself. Code Monkey not say it out loud. Code Monkey not crazy, just proud. Code Monkey likes Fritos. Code Monkey likes Dallas Mountain Dew. 
Versus the World Radio. Researched Chaos. Welcome back to Casually Hardcore. <gasps> Yay, we are in back. Research Chaos. And notice this week, if anybody has the, nobody has the thread. Oh, I, you have, have, it I have it. I have it. What do you guys see in the thread this week? Uh, I was looking at our notes, and I noticed that you put the research That's contributors right. over into our notes, so yeah. we don't have to hop back and forth between things, trying to figure things out. So, so research contributors, yay! Thank you so much. He's just that good. And they are thank you, Grail, for being handily available yeah. to us. Aid, Ursa Heil, Sean Caster, MacBit. Not to be confused with MacBut. Deus X, Pusar, Epic Lurker, Fang. With the Z, and it's a Z, what makes it cool? And? Boba Fetish. Now, I will note, these are the contributors as of about 8 o'clock this morning. Anyone who <laughs> sneaks in at the last <laughs> moment, and you're on your own. You're on your own. Yeah. Seriously, dude. That's Come on. the window. Seriously, you guys. Come on, man. No. All right. Okay, so before we go into the 
the actual topics and people can pick what they want. I did want to mention something that Deus Ex threw in the thread that he's looking to attend the Gearbox community event uh with a, basically the prelude to Borderlands 2. So hopefully we will be hearing some content from him in the next, uh, I guess, next week. So mm-hmm. hopefully next Sunday we'll have some content uh, that he will be able to record from that event, which would be really, really cool. Because awesome. I think a lot of people both here and in our community are looking forward to BL2. <laughs> Who's got something? Well, okay. So I have the, uh, I am Barack Obama. President of the ah, United States. Ah, yes. Who? That was phenomenal. Barack Obama. Barack! President of the United States. So the president actually um, did a Q&A on Reddit. He did an AMA. Yeah. Ask an, me anything. Ask me, ask me anything. anything, yes. So he did an AMA on Reddit and answered some of the questions on there, which was really kind of cool that he did to begin with. I am not going to go through and read it because it's pages among pages among pages of not only his well, questions this was, this and was answers. Totally unannounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just showed up. Yep. I mean, someone on with his proof, really, with, with proof uh, that it was him. Whenever them does an AMA, they have to post proof that they are who they claim to be. <laughs> otherwise, everyone would be claiming to be everybody on there. Exactly. But people were like. This is really the president yeah. of the United States. Oh, yeah. Despite your politics either way, you definitely have to appreciate that either the president or his staff are pretty savvy with technology. Yeah. Right. And aware of where his demographic yeah. who are able to be swayed really are hanging out. Well, and not only yeah. that, and aware of the community mm-hmm. that happens on Reddit too, because the his ending line <laughs> set the entire community on fire. Well, do you know why? Yes, because it's a meme. It's a, there's a meme out yeah. there, which is a picture of Barack Obama doing a town hall in a bar, mm-hmm. holding a beer, and he's got a look on his face like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." Yeah. So that is, it's the pretty good meme. Right. So whenever you've got not something, bad. Yeah, this not, is not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And so he summed up, my, my summing up the experience, I'd say, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Which set every nerd <laughs> on fire. So, yeah. Someone advised him of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, but the fact like that you, he did it. If yeah. you're going to do an AMA, you better end it with your own meme. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I would highly, it's, so entertaining because of the comments mm-hmm. that everyone is making. There's some really great comments. So I'm like I said, I'm not going to read because it's, it's huge. Because it's it's pages among pages among pages. But some of those comments are friggin' hilarious. It almost makes me want to start reading these now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reddit or the AMAs? The AMAs. Because I will tell you that Reddit will consume all of your free time. Kiss your you husband before it. you go. If you allow it. We, we actually, we, <laughs> okay. I know, I figured Everybody's going to go to the wrong, one. everybody's going to the wrong place with this. At the end of the night, right, the munchkins go to bed, everybody goes to bed. We're hanging out in our room. What do we do? He's got his iPad, I got my iPad, we're on Reddit. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, did you see? And I'm like, yeah, Seen the it. one that had, did you see? Seen yeah, it. the one that had, and we're literally, we don't even talk anymore. We just break sentences with each yeah. other. That's, it's ridiculous. It's sad. Exactly how much time you it takes. You should just do it in IRC and yeah. not even have voice communication know, at seriously. all. <laughs> I still find that with the just iPad, I'm, I'm faster speaking than sure. typing. <laughs> so one of the questions was, I'm going to give you a fluffy bunny question, was win or lose, you know, um, what's the first thing you're going to do on November 7th? And he said, win or lose, I'll be thanking everybody who's working hard, especially all the volunteers and field offices all across the country and the amazing people 
young people in our campaign offices. So some of the comments were like, I'll take that as popping bottles of Cristal like it's 1969. <laughs> <laughs> right under that is, thank you for showing the President of the United States how classy us Redditors can be. Then someone said, we Redditors, not us Redditors. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Obama, I think you need, we need better education in this country. <laughs> <laughs> so it just goes was hilarious i was busting out laughing and i kept going grill did you read grill did you see yeah what about this one so go and read it it's really an entertaining read yeah it was really well done they had a lot of stats that they posted also for yes. it just how much like reddit the traffic knew boom. about it and they added 30 servers just to their forms thread and it still exceeded that capacity yeah. and they had to deal with uh just all all kinds of crazy uh over almost three million page views on the day of five million two hundred thousand so far as of uh eight thirty one so just an incredible amount now the other thing I really loved from it was that the president's account was giving a five years nine months of reddit gold uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, do I we, think do I have to report that on my, as a donation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm is, sure. Is Reddit a super PAC? Citizens United <laughs> no, it, covers, we'll take care it. Of that, yeah. it covers it. It's good. Reddit gold is speech. Exactly. That's awesome. Oh, it is. I have to tell I was just really, really pleased. Um, a, to see him doing something like that. I know you had people like, okay, are we, this is the right thing. But he is a very articulate mm-hmm. man, and it's it's really nice to have him out there actually talking to people. Oh, he, he's definitely sunk, sunk points into charisma. Oh yeah. Well, and that's it's one of the things that you struggle with is is the I like presidents who treat us like we're not stupid. Let's go ahead and discuss the difficult issues rather than throwing emotional, emotional hyperbolic crap. Yeah, or simple answers. Right. Most Overly issues simple. most issues don't have really simple answers. Well, that was one of the most them. fun things I thought cuz so. they they brought Uncle Bill out at the Democratic mm-hmm. Convention right. to give a speech. And it was supposed to be a 30-minute speech, and he went for like 48 minutes because yeah. it's, it's Uncle Bill. He can, he can do that. Because he's another one who rolled a 20 on charisma. You're damn right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he but he can speaks ex- to you like you're an intelligent human being. And there's uh, some captures of him, of people talking about Barack Obama. You know, he should really be um, a cabinet member in charge of explaining things. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, I think yeah. we need a cabinet member they, that's responsible for, for explaining, explaining stuff. things. Yeah. That's <laughs> normally the White House press secretary, but it needs a bigger title for, yeah. for yeah. Uh, yeah, cabinet member. Secretary yeah. of well, explaining, explaining shit. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the reality is that the press secretary ends up corralling and dealing oh, yeah. with people asking dumb questions and questions that aren't they aren't meaty. They aren't about the actual issues. They're asking the crap that, you know, is going to increase their readership um, as opposed to actually dissecting issues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I, I want to know why it was important that we surged our forces in Afghanistan. It's like, okay, Explain let's, to me. let's talk Explain about that. that. Um, I did love the corrupting influence of money in politics. How are you oh. going to deal with that? That was a great yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, um, I mean, I mean, he answered really tough questions. He also answered, like, who's your favorite basketball player? Boxers or briefs. Yeah. yeah. Did, you know, things like that. But whatever. <laughs> but it was just, it was just right. neat that he did it on Reddit. It was neat that um, it was a very geeky thing to do, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah. 
So. One of us. One exactly. of us. Actually, right. that was one of the comments. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, speaking geeky things, though, did you guys read about the uh, tombstones? Oh, that was yes. crazy. How cool is That's that? That's phenomenal. I'll tell you, though, I, w- I wanted them to go further. I know oh, that the, the, the article, um, this was um, on NBC News, and it was technology, future of tech, and it was a British company that is actually putting QR codes onto tombstones or um, onto benches or onto other things in, in the actual cemetery. Now, just to stop, that for give those you who don't know what a QR code is, it's that weird square pattern that you can... Looks like a barcode-ish, but ish. it's like almost right. like a... It does like the same job blocks. as a barcode. Yeah. And you snap a picture of it with the application on your cell phone and it takes, and you, it, to a site. It takes you to a website. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I loved this idea where they're, they're like putting the QR code in there and I just want to make sure that they take it as far as they can on these websites. Put the videos of the person's up mm-hmm. there put the make it as rich as you possibly can because if i'm going to like i picture 400 years from now right they right. go and see and they've got the they've got president barack obama and you know in in his wherever he's going to be interred um right? interred head in a you jar. know when he when he passes <laughs> away head in a jar yeah <laughs> he's still talking yeah. um but you get these this phenomenal sense of of history from the individual themselves exactly um, I can see people recording their own stuff. Yeah. You know, this is how I want people to remember me, you know. And well, it's, th- it's just those sorts of things. I think it's a phenomenal thing. I, I think we're, though, I mean, for me a little bit, it's a little creepy as well. Because, I mean, we're in the age now where dead people can have Facebook pages. That I, and they people, do. like, leave a lot of comments and memories. And that's this is kind of an extension of that. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's a little, for me, it's a little weird to th- think of the idea of going to a tombstone that has a full multimedia presentation on uh-huh. this person. Right. right. Yeah. Well, think of it this way. Okay, let's say that um, you have an extremely large family, which I do. And let's say that your family doesn't live anywhere near each other, which they don't. And we had a, you know, a really important person in our family p- pass away, which we have. And if we had done this on the tombstone, and that when you went to visit, it would take you to the website, and each one of us could post our could favorite leave, leave memories. Leave a little yeah. video. Leave yeah. a little video. Leave a little, like, I remember when this happened. It was awesome. And then it kind of brings the family together, and especially if it's like a family grave versus just one person's you right. know, tombstone. Right. So I think it's actually a really cool idea just to continue that generational memories. Well, I, wait, wait, I yeah, I want to go back to creepy. Okay. Creepy is walking through in um, Westminster Abbey in Great Britain and walking on top of Isaac Newton, right? Yeah. There's, there's a moment of, I'm standing on dead people. I'm, they are, eh. here's their person. There, there's, when they're in the church and they're interred like that and it's the full thing. But if you could automate it so a little hologram pocket was, hey, get off my grave. Yeah, well, <laughs> there'd be that, but there'd be, hey, you're stepping on my feet. Or there could be just yeah. how... Cool would it be when you think about how we're moving, how we move right now, how cool would it be as, as someone who is interested in history and as someone who enjoys it, if I could actually have gone in and talked to some of the greats, some of the people that actually did change the course of history and, and have a moment of getting to know them from their own perspective and what their own lives were like instead of what we think Isaac Newton's life was like. Right, so them leaving actually a piece of themselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's, I don't I know. Just, it's I interesting. Just, it's, it, it can be kind of creepy. It's weird. It's hard to get used to. Yeah. But the concept of leaving part of yourself for people to remember and then hoping you're important enough to remember. Right. And I mean, I think, you know, what was it? Uh, was it Coachella where they had the, the hologram of Tupac on stage? Oh, yep. that was weird. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's like, that's pretty creepy <laughs> to see that's that. money grabbing. But it, Scumbags uh, is what that is. Uh, no. I don't know. I don't know what no, this they is. Didn't, I must they didn't actually it. profit more off of it. They had a concert already there. That was right. just unannounced st- thing that they said. Here, look at this technology we worked on for two years. It was impressive, and I mean, yeah, it opened up a whole thing of are we going to have dead people now giving concerts? That mm-hmm. whole thing. But still, I mean, you see that, and you go, okay, well, if we get to the point that that technology works. Like you said, you go in to visit grandpa. Now grandpa's there as a hologram and spouting off lines that he either had recorded or people had recorded of him. And, you know, it, it just takes the mourning process and the, the process of being at a gravesite to a really futuristic it. level. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. All right. Well, and it's actually a very inexpensive crazy. Yeah. It's like it a, is now, yeah. It's it is $175 and then $150 for unlimited hosting. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah. that's not, that's awesome. that's not yeah. horrible. When you add that to what the cost of a funeral actually is yes. yeah. these days, it's just not that much more. Right. And I, quite frankly, I think it was a, a, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. It's I think it's good. Interesting. I think it's cool. All right. From the, you're too stupid to own a computer department. <laughs> From our friends at Citrix, who I love because yeah. they provide some of the best products <laughs> I uh, use for remote assisting people uh, without having to drive across town to fix their damn computer. Are they Goat or WebEx? I guess this no. Is they it. are. They're Go to My PC. Yeah, Go to My PC. That's right. Uh, Good any, stuff. Any, any of the Go to mm-hmm. so Go to Assist and all those. That's all. That's all Citrix. Right. Citrix is behind a lot of the remote access oh, stuff. Yeah. They've been there since the very beginning. Most Americans confused by cloud computing, according to National Survey. Oh, this is going to make me sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, I think that's interesting. Our whole show is kind of focusing around terminology and what people think of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> 95% of those claiming they never use cloud actually do so via online banking and shopping, social networking, and storing photos and music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cloud may be the tech buzzword of the year. Many Americans remain foggy about what the cloud really is and how it works. I can see it. I mean, going, I don't use cloud computing. Wait, let me check Do my you, Gmail. Let me check my Gmail. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. I, mean, this is, I, I, I have to give this speech regularly to my clients. I do IT support for small and medium-sized businesses. So I get asked you know, by business owners because the buzzword and all the small business stuff they're reading, all the articles, get on the cloud, get on the cloud, get on the cloud. Right. So should, I, should we move to the cloud? <laughs> to the cloud. <laughs> to the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Microsoft, for that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my prepared speech to them is, we are back in the 1960s. Take their minds back, and these are usually people who are of an age that they can remember, mm-hmm. the mainframe era, where your building would have a computer. And... You would have dumb terminals spread all over the campus with a big fat piece of coax running to it, and it would be a screen and a keyboard, and it, you'd just be controlling your one little sliver of the one computer. You have your session on the computer, you're sharing CPU time with everybody else, you're sharing storage and memory with everybody else, and it's one computer. In between, we had the microcomputer era, where everybody had a personal computer, and that computing was yours and yours you're alone. self-contained. 
Then came America Online, and everyone realized how sexy it was when computers could talk to each other. Along comes sexy. the internet. Because computers by themselves, and that was selling computers during this time, were glorified standalone game machines and checkbook balancers. Pretty much. The average home user, as soon as AOL and Prodigy came along, sales went bat crap crazy on these things because suddenly computers could talk to each other. You could do all kinds of interesting things. So now we've got all these individual little computers that are totally self-contained talking to each other. And somebody had the grand idea, what if we just, instead of having all of our stuff spread out, put all of our stuff in one place? You know, like on one big computer. And then we'll all just share access to this computer. And is it sounding familiar to anyone? <laughs> right. We have come full circle back to the mainframe model. The difference being the computer at the middle of it all isn't a computer. Right. Right. It is an array of many computers right. pretending to be one big computer. Mm -hmm. The advantage there is it is very, very bulletproof because these things will be geographically Dispersed. spread out. Right. So that if a bomb falls on your data center in Los Angeles, your, your middle America and your New York servers pick up the slack and no one ever notices because these are, they're cross-connected. They're constantly copying backups of each other's data. And there's very complex networking that goes magically in place between you and Gmail, you know, mail.google.com. doesn't go to a single computer. Right. Right. You come knocking at mail.google.com and there's a device that decides which part of the cloud of computers you get directed to at that moment, depending on load balancing, who's the busiest, who's least busy. You don't notice any of this stuff. So the best way to think about it is one big honking computer out there on the internet that is always working even when large chunks of it get knocked offline. Well, what was interesting to me was I, I feel like I'm living in, what was the name of that movie where everyone was dumb? The guy Idiocracy. from Idiocracy. Idiocracy. I feel like I am living in Idiocracy. I mean, the mere fact that 51% of the people believe the weather can affect cloud computing and cloud computing, and 29% believe the cloud has something to do with the weather. One in three, really? One in three think the cloud has you something to do with the weather? Fix <laughs> stupid. Well, I mean, seriously? Back, backing up the truck. Yeah, wait a second. There's a lot of people that don't use computers. Right. So, I mean, I think that what, what need do they have of for it? understanding cloud computing? There's stuff that, you know, I would definitely be like, oh, I have no idea. What well, is this about? Simplify it or think about it differently. Mm -hmm. Do you know how electricity gets to your house? Really? Do you understand how the power grid works from generation to delivery to usage vaguely. in your house? I understand vaguely yeah. how it works. Most people vaguely understand right. cloud computing. So we're kind of mocking people for not really understanding cloud computing when I don't really understand electricity. I understand the water system. I know how water system gets to our house. And, and I know I, how I, it gets out of our house and mm -hmm. back to the water treatment plant. I know all about but that. And I know vaguely about we, this. That we vastly rely upon electricity. Right. Infrastructure. That is just kind of, you know, step two yeah. magic. Well, and I agree that the cloud rapidly is moving into a position of becoming infrastructure. I mean, that's one of the things that... it's so that damn useful. It's... It's damn useful, but it because there's a point where it crosses from simply useful to actually required. And expected. And, and expected, yes. A necessity is what it becomes. And so as soon as it crosses that line, now you've got... 
an interesting, an interesting conversation. You've is what got you've something got. big going on there. Because there's, you think you know, when the other conversation I have with my clients is, you know, hey, we want to move all of our hosting to Google. It's like, so you want to move all your stuff to a free service that you have no control over. Yeah. And no one to go to when there's an outage because you're paying them nothing. nothing. Right, right. Yeah, let's reevaluate whether this is, yes, it's very nice, but really, I mean, who are you trusting with your data? And who do you go to when there's a massive outage when you're not paying anyone for a service? You can't really complain that you're not getting your money's worth. Well, you're not paying. Well, that's the other thing is that you've got to be, I mean, you just, I know Google's, you know, thing is do no evil, but you've got to be careful of them because the reality is that they're beginning to migrate more and more into a pay service structure mm-hmm. and they're, they're. And I'm actually more, com- more comfortable if I'm paying them for something because then I can complain. Th- that's <laughs> fine, except it's really impacting the future of search. Mm-hmm. It's really making Google less kind of less friendly in terms of the search functionality. They will one day it. be that company that used to do search. Right. Do and that's, remember, yeah. Do you remember when Google was just search? Yeah. Yes. No, do you remember when Google did search? Did search, yeah. Now they're only pay. We may get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may be the self-driving car company and, and you're laughing. Remember when they had a search engine? When they right. didn't rule the world with their self-driving cars? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they... Like any company, they're going to expand. But at the same time, you know, searching gives them a lot of control. <laughs> I wouldn't well, give that up just, in a heartbeat. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I mean, that's just it. They've. I don't think they're giving up giving up no, searching. No. But what they are is they're kind of they they've with the panda updates and everything else they've been doing. They've completely changed yeah. the way that search works. Anyway, that's so, totally off yeah, topic. I think. So. I think in the, in the end, I think it just shows that you know people just want stuff to work, and right. that's yes. all they care about. And in the end. They don't really need to understand if they're using cloud computer or not. They just want to make sure when they open up their web browser, the email's there. And yep. just like when they turn on the light switch, they want the electricity to be there. Yep. But yeah, definitely, receive definitely highlights how pervasive this actually is uh, in everybody's life. Because well, people don't realize they're using it. That so they're I don't using use the cloud. Oh, exactly. Yes, you do. So <laughs> All the time. Our last statement, this really happened right around the time we were in PAX, was the big anti-sec releasing the list of UDID devices. Mm-hmm. That was like a million devices that they say is only came a small fraction. From an FBI's computer, had a lot of, had additional information attached to it. They only released the UDIDs. Um, and, you know, a lot of people started going, well, why does the FBI have this? What's going on? That's really why strange. Why are they tracking iOS yeah, devices? Yeah, what's going on? And mm-hmm. so since then, the FBI and Apple have come out and said, it wasn't us. <laughs> we don't have them. So it's an interesting story to see where this one leads. Is Because Apple's basically said, there's no way we've given it to them. Mm-hmm. The FBI's going, well, we're not aware of that happening. We never asked for it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, you know, necessarily preclude them gathering the information. Well, or the group of hackers may have just been able to grab a, li- you know, com- compile a list of UDID devices. Well, I mean, and then the- lie about it. Yeah, yeah. Or or not understand what the, what they've found or where it came from. Right. The thing to remember here is, I mean, there's conf- confirmation of in the United States, every iota of internet traffic is captured and monitored by the government. It is no secret mm-hmm. that all the big fiber backbone providers that 
every bit of data flows through at one point or another to get from point A to point B because there's only a small number of these really massive capacity backbone providers that everyone else chains off of. Yeah. Each of them has a room in their facilities that they are not allowed to go into that their fiber goes in one end and comes out the other end and something happens in the middle that they're not allowed to know about. Right. They have all confirmed that, yes, the government made us Sure. Hand us their, our fiber on one end, take the fiber out of the other end, and we're not allowed to know what happens in the middle there. So it'll be an interesting so, story to see how it develops, where, where this information actually came from. Right, and it's absolutely possible and plausible that the FBI could absolutely be gathering that information because they have access to, well, everything. That's true. Now, you consider the amount of data that, I mean, great, you have access to it. <laughs> Who's Good luck, go Good it? luck analyzing yeah. it, but yeah. at least they have, you know, they've, they've taken the step of, okay, we're going to get access to it. Right. All right, that brings us to our last break with the previewed song coming up from the mini-bosses, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Body blow, body blow. Uh, and we will be coming back with your calls via Skype. So warm those things up and get ready to tell us free-to-play, good or evil. evil. <laughs> And then Nomize <laughs> no hit the mic. We'll kick, be back. Kick, kick, kick.
Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Welcome back to Casually Hardcore. We're in our fourth segment, talking about free-to-play, good or bad. And we have a Doc Dead with us. A Wayne. A Doc Dead is here. A Wayne X, if you will, from Show X. There you are. What is your opinion? Can you all hear me? Am I here and happy and ready to talk? Ah, free to play. For all those who were watching in the video wall as I was chomping at the bit as you were all discussing it. Because I definitely feel as though free to play is my wheelhouse. And so I was making notes. <laughs> your your ballywick. All right, uh, share your wisdom. Speak unto us. All right. So, in my opinion is that free to play games are games that are made with the intent to be free from the get go, meaning that as soon as you start the game, you will never have to actually pay for anything to um, that so that nothing would actually make a difference to the gameplay by paying that you can play the entire game and never have to pay a dime and so games like traditional MMOs that have moved to free to play that were subscription model and games like Guild Wars 2 that are purchased once play forever I don't say fall into that free to play model there are different models where they're going to try to sell you things after the fact but aren't truly free to play free to play games are things like your League of Legends your Heroes of New Earth actually no Heroes of New Earth did it wrong they didn't do it right uh, but your tribes is a big one where they all allow you to play the entire game uh, all the content is there regardless and they allow you to pay for things like boost to maybe get things faster in XP you can often pay for time versus paying for anything that you wouldn't be able to acquire otherwise and that the things that you can pay for should not break gameplay uh, so that's my big thing about free to play mm-hmm. and I would argue that free to play games like tribes League of legends and a lot of the new ones coming out some of the new MMOs like Neverwinter and stuff like that are doing it correctly. Everyone I interviewed at PAX had the right idea where they're trying to stay as far away from that dirty word of um, pay to win. Realizing that if someone can buy something that would give them an advantage in the game over someone who didn't pay, that they have done it incorrectly. And so it it is kind of an uncomfortable balance, but I'd say that free-to-play is a definite model that's going to stick with us and stay around for a while, and it's a very strong one, because it allows people to have something that we don't get anymore, which is that demo of a game. But in this case, it's not just a demo, it's the game. And the way they make money off of it is if they've made a quality enough game, people are going to support it with their dollars, either by uh, buying things for vanity items in the game or paying for boosts so they can do things faster because they're enjoying the game. But they're going to pay and support the game because they love it. And it has been shown that these companies have been making tons of money. We all saw it by seeing the Riot booth there where that's a free-to-play game that arguably has more money than anyone short of Blizzard out there in the gaming industry today. So those are kind of my biggest two cents without going nuts about the topic. So if we sum it up, good. is Good. (laughs) In my opinion, good. And I just, I really wanted to get that understanding out there that they're not, I don't consider anything that's had to switch to free mode because, oh, they did it wrong and they suck and therefore are trying to stay alive. SWOTOR, every other MMO that's gone from a pay model to a free model because that's wrong. And anything Blizzard's doing is about as far from free-to-play as possible. They're trying to give you something they call a demo, which is two days of play, meaning you can get up to level 20. And then, oh, by the way, you need to buy the game. Oh, and we're also going to sell you all these other things beyond the subscription like uh, mounts and ridiculous outfits and haircuts and garbage like that. That's not free to play. 
So that's my opinion. That, it may be a little biased, but hey. <laughs> just a slight. No, really? Well, that's what opinions Wait, are. That's what they are. Yeah, I was going to say, opinion. you certainly yeah. have a strong opinion. All right. I'm going to summarily kick you. Thank you for the info. Bye, Wayne. Boop. Sean Kester, are you there? I am. All right. Welcome, me, young one. What is your hey. opinion? Oh, shh. Never Whoa. mind. I just made a mistake and kind of hung up on John <laughs> Caster. Padawan got booted. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. Sean. Actually, I think it just put the call on hold. My bad. I don't know how to get back to it, though. So we will just uh, go with Darahas. We'll wait for him to call back. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. What's your good. thoughts? Uh, free to play. It, it's good. It can be used in a lot of games, but it shouldn't be used as a way to s- save yourself. So either like plan for it from the get go. So you you agree with Doc that the the ones that are, yeah. oh, emergency modes convert to free to play don't no. count. Yeah, no, no, those are bad. If so the Guild Wars twos and the Guild Wars the world. Those are the real ones. You're thinking? No, well. Guild Wars is different than full free-to-play because you still have to buy the game for $60, whatever. With stuff like League of Legends, it's free-to-play. Just download it and join a game and probably get yelled at. Just ask Gwenora. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But they can be good, but there's a line that if you cross, you could get... Get some bad feedback from the community. The greater internet internet bleepwad theory. Yep. Yeah. We know it well. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. Next up, Tech Priest. Ooh, Daxa. Hello, hello. 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 Start reading. I like. (laughs) I like. Doctor has made some notes. Notes. I can't speak today, but I made some notes. But basically, I can notice a difference. Different understanding that Doc Dead says. I, I don't believe that free to play is good for the whole gaming as a whole. For it, it's bad for the small developers. For a small game cannot support a free to play. For it needs a huge mass of players to be able to support free to play. For you will have so huge of um, investment cost in the beginning. For you cannot recoup your development costs fast, and you will not be able to have it with a small player base. You need a huge player base to support your free-to-play and diverse. So your smaller indie companies would suffer, what you're saying? They will suffer, and even the medium-sized will suffer. Right, because you do need to be fairly huge right out of the gate to be able to live off of a true free-to-play yeah. model. That's why Sony can get away with free realms, because they're already established. Sony. <laughs> they're the freaking Sony. So yeah, I, think, I, think, I, I, I agree with you that this can have a stifling effect on smaller developers getting their product to market. If we get too accustomed to, well, if it's not free-to-play, I'm not paying. Mm-hmm. And if that attitude gets too common, that could be bad for the industry as a whole. We should watch out for that. I agree. All right, thank yeah, you. I, that's my point. All right, thanks, Thank Tech you, Tech Priest. And John Caster, sorry try about this that. Again. <laughs> try it again. No problem. All right, what's your thoughts? My thoughts is that currently free-to-play is at a good point. You have a good mix. Some of it isn't technically free to play with what Blizzard's doing because the whole game isn't free but at the same time you still get to play a small demo okay 
So the kind of taste, and you even see that like on Xbox Live, where you First can get one's trials free. for anything on there, and then you can just buy the full game. Right, and Wayne was very, very correct. That trial technically is only two days, considering I got about four million experience in technically three days. I went from level 84 to level 85 in a total of six hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> It was kind of sad. So are you? is it good or bad, though, in your mind? Free-to-play right now is good, okay. but certain forms definitely aren't because they're not enough. Gotcha. All right. Thank you for the call, and thanks for calling back in. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> thank you. All right. And Sorry. summarily hung up on us. I don't know. Your avatar is St. Uther. But it is, in fact. This is AgriSSW. Hey. Hey. I've never seen it from this side That's of right. the desk. See, That's right. See, this is all new perspective yeah. for Grail. Get it out of the way, man. Shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett. All right. Woo-hoo! Shout out so Shout given. Shout out so given. All right. Uh, What's your let's see topic today. On free-to-play MMOs and things of that sort, uh, I believe it's an overall uh, good idea. Uh, Wayne made a lot of good points that, uh, yeah, it, it depends on how they go about it. Like, if it's free-to-play, if you can earn, like, like in League of Legends, you can earn all the champions and like all the room pages and all that stuff without paying a single dime. The only thing you pay for is to buy a champion faster, boosts and skins, which have no effect other than just an extra little looniness or uh, it's a new character swap, but it doesn't affect the character's gameplay element in any way. So that's all good. But another game that I played that's free to play, but has some cash aspects is a uh, world of tanks mm. and the way they approach it is they do offer some pay real money aspects that will affect gameplay like um uh there's one where you can buy items that will repair your tank instantly or set off the fire set out a fire if your tank catches fire or you can buy actual ammo shells that do immensely more damage than the regular ammo you can only buy with regular in-game credits so it is an actual game-changing... Pay-to-win. Pay-to-win. It does, exactly. That's that pay-to-win aspect, which I'm not a big fan of. Okay. I think anybody is. Awesome. Well, so basically it's a balance right now. Some aspects are good, some are not it so good. It could go evil if could it was not careful. Evil. Exactly. All it right. depends on how they approach it. Well, thank you very much for the call. You will thank you for having me. me. Good to hear that you're all okay from the Triwizard Tournament. Oh, yeah. Everyone oh, survived, yes. <laughs> the We're only, veterans. The only person not here would be the one that paid the dearest price. So. <laughs> and oh, a, a, a funny thing, too, it seems like that was the one person who didn't, who wasn't subjected to my suggestion of ring call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That's why you guys are fine. You guys all had ring call beforehand. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you just prepared us. Could only go up from there. So mm. all once, right. once you don't have a liver anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Boop. See, all Gwen needs to do is is learn my method of power napping. Yeah, you see, and I was actually fine the next sleep day. Sleep the alcohol away. Um, well, and there was amazing places to power nap at Pax. My goodness. Oh yeah. See, Bean I snapped pictures. I snapped pictures of gnome napping. What you didn't see is I was napping in the beanbag <laughs> next to right. him. Right. Should wake up, take a picture. <laughs> okay, who is calling? Hey guys, it's Aid here. Hey. Aid. Hey. How you doing? Not so bad. How are you guys doing? All recovered on... Well, I just heard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is yeah, your Sorry. Thoughts? Agrius SW. Andanas. Boba <laughs> Fetish. Card Freck. 
Crispin, just tell me when to stop, Daxa. Daxa, <laughs> Data House, Deus Ex, D Warrior, Aid, nice. Epic she's, she's She's a puddle of, of no. qu- quivering goo on the floor now. Awesome. We'll just loop that recording. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what is your opinion on the uh, topic of the day? Short version, sort of, sort of like it, but my worry is the fragmentation of the market and how development houses are going to keep producing quality games when the market is the overall gaming base is growing, but the individuals in a particular item is shrinking all the time. Hmm. This is like the laser-focused television cable channels. Right. Basically, yeah. NASCAR and we channel. think right. that drivel that comes out of that sometimes. Well, I mean, will, will the industry just need to adjust its attitude to no longer be expecting the blockbuster? Not everyone gets to be a wow and adjust to the, we're going to find our niche, we're going to sell to our niche, and we're going to make enough money to make a living and be satisfied with that. I think the industry is going to have to adjust to that, but then you're going to end up in... Well, will we ever end up in the situation where SWOTOR, for example, went off and spent several bazillion dollars? Will we and no longer have not big AAA yeah. titles anymore? Right. Yeah. Because no one's willing to take the risk. Right. And does that mean that we as gamers are actually losing out? I guess Could we we'll be signing have our own to death see. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. no... Uh, no clear picture. And it depends. I mean, I think there's a, a chance for free-to-play to exist alongside the Ubisofts and the, the big blockbuster titles. I don't know if it has to go all the way to the, the free-to-play side or all the Can way. Can we have it all? Can we have it both? Well, that, um, that's where the, the, the idea of the freemium things come in, yeah. I suppose. I just love to hear the freemium. 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 <laughs> It's, it's like fun. a new new element on the periodic table. Freemium. Freemium. <laughs> nice. F-E-U-M. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thinking about... Oh, not oh. Ready Player One. Uh, Red Shirts. Was it Red Shirts? Yes. Red Shirts. Yes. Yes. Was it where they end up... Yeah, anyway. One of the, one of the ones by John Scalzi, I think it was. Yes, it was It was definitely Red Shirts. I listened to that not long ago. And excellent. Recommend yeah. it to you all. Yes. <laughs> nice. All right, thank you very much for the call. And the accent. And See the accent. Nice. See you later. <laughs> Bye. You guys are so bad. <laughs> thank uh, you for the call. And, and the, the accent. accent. And the accent. <laughs> Way to bring that accent along with you. Oh, That's yeah. right. All right, we have another caller who's on the air. Hey, it's Deus Ex. How are you guys? Hey, Deus hey, Ex. Hey, Deus. How's How are going? You? It's going good. Glad y'all enjoyed PAX. Oh, yeah. Always. Hard not to, even when asleep. <laughs> it was even cool sleeping. <laughs> Anyways, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I had to listen to that for five days. I don't, I don't need to hear it anymore. And you guys listened to it during our recording. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. I think it can be explained best by the words innovate or die. And I think that would definitely come into case with the free-to-play market. Um, a lot of the newer and better betas like MechWarrior and uh, now PlanetSide, too, you can buy your way into the beta with a, a one-time contribution of 30 or $40 in the case of those two. 
then you have a product you can play for up to jillion hours. And as long as the product is compelling, you think it can? It's a workable model. Yes. I think. Do Do you have the fear that without enough money to go around, that there won't be the resources to innovate with, or do you think it's gonna that the equation will balance naturally? I mean, if if a game is if a game is good enough, people will people will buy it and people will play it. The buy into the buy into the model. Uh, I don't know how many people have bought into the planet side one. I, w I want to get into that. As do I. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's... That's, well, you consider, I think what just came into my mind was, are we all magically going to stop wanting to play games just because the payment model has changed? I think we're going to want to no. keep playing games no yeah. matter how we can get our hands on them. As long as they're good games, absolutely. True. Yeah. It just seems like it has to be really compelling for a free-to-play to get me to separate with the bucks. At least for me. Whatever they're offering needs to be compelling. Right. right. Uh, must have, must have. Right. Which is right. the innovate portion that Deus Ex just mentioned. Right. And Deus Ex... I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've been, playing, I've been playing Guild Wars 2 a little bit, and it, it works. It's better than WoW. And, of course, oh, yeah. anything's better than WoW at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Interesting. Um, and you are, when is your community day that you're going to for Gearbox? It is next, uh, Saturday and I actually am going to have to cut my coverage short because number one, I haven't bought the tickets yet. I don't oh. know how much, I think there are tickets left, but I found out today they sold out of the Uber mega thousand dollar package, which included hotel. Oh wow. Of course I can't not. Um, so it'll be either the. The level of coverage I'll either get will be either the $30 or the $150, which the $150 allows me to meet Randy Pitchford and other develop developers on the project. Very cool. Well, well, yeah, we definitely look forward to anything and it would be really cool. Mm -hmm. anyway, anyway, we can assist you. Let us know. Just uh, email me. You know the one. Gnomewise at vtwproductions.com. Yes, uh, yeah, Barry gave me your email. Right on. And Excellent. I have so sign it up for four We're going to let you go. Thank you for the call. And look forward to hearing all about Borderlands 2. Absolutely. Blew, blew it away. And we have time for Unmas Caller. Can you hear Hello. Us? Hello. Greetings. Hello. Who is this? This is this is Viper Thrall. How are you guys doing? Oh, hey. Viper Thrall. Hi. Welcome. So I wanted to comment that in listening to the conversation, I think the one thing I didn't hear mentioned was that it seems like on the existing free-to-play models, uh, League of Legends, World of Tanks, the ones that I've played, one of the advantages to it has been that that um, free player base allows for a large number of people to join with so that your queues are actually far shorter. You can hop in for a quick game and be in and out relatively quickly instead of waiting for 10, 15 minutes for enough people to show up to be able to do something. Important. That's interesting. Yeah, now, that's do nice. you think the quality of players that you're hopping in with suffers from it being free to play? I played WoW for seven years, and I did dungeon crawls with pugs. I don't know necessarily that there could be much of a uh, quality loss from that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the internet. That's for what sure. <laughs> now that said, and I want to make sure and mention this because um, since Gnome was already breaching the NDA a little bit, I thought I'd try this real fast. I'm also on the MechWarrior Online beta, oh, nice. and uh, mm. yes, look me up underneath. 
username if you'd like. Um, but uh, that's another one that um, certainly you want to have. You can certainly see the difference between organized groups and unorganized groups. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm really looking forward to when they get to the stage where you're allowed to record video and allowed to talk in great detail about uh, the beta because I want to I want to share this with yeah. the world. I, as do I. Very yeah, much so. A friend of mine's playing and they told me blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I don't need, I don't need no NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Gnome gets all arrested. I, hey, that's on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all I can say is is that driving an Atlas is everything that you'd want it to be. Well, that's good. <laughs> Driving your own zip code, yes. <laughs> Let me exactly. ask real quick. Did you do the founder's package that allowed you to take a uh, chassis? So that's the other side of this is that if you play it enough, people will go ahead and spend, uh, and it was already mentioned, a great, yes, I purchased the founders and because I'm such a nut and this is basically my gaming from for the last six months. Oh, you went all the way. I went all the way. Yeah, nice. I have four. Oh, wow. All in, all, in, all four max. Good deal. Uh, it's, uh, and it's a wonderful thing. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's a good thing. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the call. Thank you. I have a little pimpage that uh, Doc wanted us Pimp to put it. out there. There is a thread on the forums called... Big sales on video games, where people are sharing great deals they've found on various games. The most recent post from Doc has a code that allows you to pick up Borderlands 2 for $36. Oh, really? Uh, On the computer. Only good through the 10th of September. Which is tomorrow. Right. So get onto the thread. Is that the PC-only version, or is it any version? Unclear. Okay. So it's under the Generally Versus board and the under Video Video Game Discussions. Yes. And the title of the thread is Big Sales on Video Games. And just look near the bottom of the thread uh, for a post by Doc Dead. Yeah. He's got all the information you need there to take advantage of the sale before it goes away. Nice. Fine. A shout out, shout out to uh, Red Dog Dragon, who does a really good job of keeping that form in line. Because yes. I've gotten a couple times I was just like, get that thing off there. The sale's over. I'm like, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Sir, yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, we have the best damn form community in the world. Yeah, in case you're wondering. Oh, yeah. Our community is awesome, period. All right. So let me go through the spiel that Nomize normally does. You can find us on Facebook at Casually Hardcore and VTW Productions. You can follow us at Twitter. Gnomewise is at Alpha Geek Radio, at VTW Productions, at Gnomewise, at Izzy Grail, at DaxaCH, at Gwenora, and at Iolite underscore CH. Email us at ch at vtwproductions.com. Sister feeds are Alpha Geek Radio for content like cons and interviews and other such sundry whatever Gnome decides to, to make it. happen. It's kind of our catch-all. If we find something interesting we think you may yeah. like, it's going to show up on Alpha Geek Radio. If we schedule a specific one-on-one interview, it's going to be the Alpha Geek interviews feed. Okay. All available under Alpha Geek on the main page. That's right. Uh, remember to use the Amazon search tool off our site. If you're going to buy something from Amazon, just start click, with us. Start with us. That's there's no hassle, nothing with it. It takes you right to Amazon, and you can do your shopping like normal. We get a little bit of the profit, and then we can get cooler equipment and cover more stuffs. Exactly, which, which we've been using a lot of lately, as you may have noticed. Awesome. 
Uh, lastly, sponsor a segment. Speaking about the monies, you can sponsor a segment, have us read whatever you like for $5 in front of one of our four lovely segments. You tell us the segment. You tell us what to say. You tell us who you want to say it. Yeah. And what kind of voice you want them to use. We check it with our lawyer to make sure we won't be arrested, and then we say it. <laughs> Despite what he... what our advice. lawyer, when he says lawyer, he means... Reginald. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, we have a lawyer? The That's beard cool. tells us all. <laughs> occasionally, we do end up consulting attorneys. We don't like to, but occasionally we do. That's right. It must be done. Oh, my goodness. Listen to all the great shows on our network. That's right. We have, we are preceded by Show X. Which we are. Has, which is preceded by. Which is preceded. By 2014. By 2014. Who just celebrated their 100th episode. Exactly. That's right. Just today. They're such babies. I know. I was going to say, I think we're well over that at this point. <laughs> we're Just old. a skosh. Just a skosh. We're so old that we forgot our fifth anniversary. Exactly. Yes, yes. It was right. last month, like the 2nd of <laughs> August or something like uh, that. 16th. Isn't 16th, that, oh, okay. That's like the paper one or what, what a tin? I don't something know. Something like that, yeah. Vegetable oil. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pam. <laughs> the trying to keep it interesting anniversary. <laughs> Mazola. <laughs> and then, of course, immediately following us is the Emperor's Court. An emperor has just materialized. Yeah, I know. In the <laughs> High we, heat we speak, speak his name three times, and thus he appears. <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. Step yes, you're a three-hour break from, from the internet porn. More like four and five hours of late, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. They've been having some fun over on the Emperor's Court. They had a donation drive, and they are building. He, the lucky bastard, lives mm. in a house with a basement. Oh God, oh, I remember. I, love those I remember those. And has been. <laughs> basically finishing it off and now they're going to do the big hang on the wall flat panel television so that with his panel of ever increasing number of hosts over there they can kind of throw the stuff up on the screen so they can all look at it put it on the board put it on the board (laughs) so uh, we're extremely jealous of you emperor um and you know where's our cut and (laughs) (laughs) seriously dude i need a new tv (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, Thank you to the community of members mm. court who so generously gave uh, to improve their uh, equipment even more. Mm-hmm. Um, still massively jealous of the fact that you have a whole dedicated room for your broadcasting in a basement. We're, I miss having a basement. We're so still much. in. We're still in our living room. Yep. Eventually, because we, we live in a part of the but, country where basements are not. But we've common. moved out of our office because we no longer fit in the office. And do you remember when we were hosting it upstairs? upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Before there was yes. a child in Before that room. Before there was a child that lived in that room. Yes. Yeah, booted for a baby. Damn. I what know. the hell? You did. You did. So, stay tuned for the Emperor's Court. That's right. Our favorite left and right wing nut jobs in all of their glory. You've been listening to Casually Hardcore. Uh, I've not broken much other than hanging up on one person. I didn't really even hang up on them. I'm going to call that a... You put them on it, hold? Yeah, it just kind of went... You give them a timeout. It's like going in a fall, fall Put them on hold yeah. and then forgot that he was there. I really was. <laughs> I knew he was there. I just didn't, I just didn't, I just didn't care. want to mess around trying to get back to him. <laughs> Come on. It's fine. This has been Casually Hardcore. I have been Grail. I have been Dexa. I have been Iolite. And I have been gnomewise. And we are out of here. Out of here. <laughs> bye bye, radio people. Bomba Dita, 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 Bomba Dita,